find ourselves living in a world where we are bombarded by noise. We pick up our phones and there are emails to reply to, WhatsApp messages to respond to, Instagram reels to consume, loud games to play. We leave our house and there are people to interact with, friends to chat with. We even have to muster up conversations with people we don't even want to see. It's no surprise most people are emotionally worn out. Where do we find time to just be quiet, to be in our own heads a little and beat the noise? Let's start figuring it out. For those of you that know me and have interacted with me, you've probably picked up that I'm quite the introvert. I wouldn't say I'm shy, but I don't speak all the time unless I know it's going to add value. I really don't enjoy large crowds and parties especially the gym. When the gym's overcrowded, I get massive kind of anxiety, even though I know exactly what I'm doing and I do it for a living. Um, Even this podcast, before I started recording, my finger was hovering over the start recording now button, probably for around, I want to say 40, 40 odd minutes before I even started speaking. The idea of speaking in large groups or putting myself out there is quite daunting for me. And in my life, I've had to learn kind of how to adapt and how to use my personality and what I've been gifted with to my advantage. And that's exactly what today is going to be about. It's going to be about how introverts or how we can learn from introverts and how these lessons can be applied to all of us, whether you're extroverted, introverted, shy, quiet, whatever you want to label yourself as, these lessons apply. Um, And it's no secret that in COVID-19, us introverts really thrived. We are really good with being in our own heads and just spending time in our own thoughts and kind of by ourselves. And while it's important to have community and have those around you that can lift you up and and vice versa, it's so important to just quieten yourself down and sometimes just spend time with yourself in your own head, talking to yourself, affirming what you're doing figuring out why you're doing it, and then just keep doing it. And today I want to share a few lessons that I've learned in my life that can hopefully be applied to you and and your situations. And I'm going to be speaking about each of my life stages, I want to call it. So primary school, high school, university, working life, and then married life. And obviously, I'm going to be ending off speaking about Vix and not to spoil too much, but how grateful I am to be in a marriage and a partnership where I don't need to be the one carrying the the conversation the whole time. And when we go out, she gets to let her bubbly side out and, and use her gifts to, to her advantage and how important it is to kind of align with someone complimentary. So two introverts in a room is going to be quite lonely, but an introvert and an extrovert, now that works well. So Diving right in, I'm going to start in primary school. And before primary school, kind of talking about growing up in an awesome family with two loving parents, an older brother. And as a youngster, I was fortunate enough that we had our gran, my mom's mom, living with us, which was just awesome. And this first lesson applies very much to her. And so many stories pop up of how I'd get in trouble at school or a detention or whatever. And this is probably going to be the first time my mom's finding out about this, but getting a detention letter that your parent needs to sign off and I would be able to run to Gran and she'd be able to sign it off for me. And like, she wouldn't ask questions and she, she always had my back and I never had to 
kind of disappoint my parents, if I can say that, because of Grant, she was always there. Um, but yeah, my first lesson from primary school, I was a weird kid. Like I didn't really know kind of who I was. Like I grew up in a conservative family where like, it wasn't really a thing to, to have girlfriends at that, that age. Um, and now this is obviously preteen. Um, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have social media. None of that was a thing. And I didn't have very many friends at school. I was always the quiet guy. I'd get on with my stuff. I'd go to school because I had to. I'd come home. I'd do my homework. And then really, I'd just chill. Or I had a beautiful black cocker spaniel growing up that she was one of my best friends, you know. And while that might seem weird to people, I was perfectly okay with that. I was perfectly okay with being by myself reading or listening to music or playing with sticks and stones or looking at things through my microscope. And that, that was the first lesson I had to learn was being okay by myself and being enough. And I, I so clearly remember, um, there'd be times where I wouldn't necessarily want to eat dinner with my family. Um, not because I didn't like them or anything, but just because Gran was there and I really loved spending time with her and, I'd never forget, I was having a bad day and I had my dinner all dished up and I told my parents that I was going to go eat dinner with Gran in her little cottage and they were like, cool, no problem. And I'd go over there and she just let me be. Like it was an un unspoken thing, an unspoken lesson and I'll try not get emotional. But yeah, like I could just sit with Gran, we'd watch Seven Delon and then the news and we wouldn't even need to talk. She wouldn't require an explanation of why I was moody, whatever the case might be. She just let me be. And that taught me that I was just enough as I was to go to her and just be with her. And that's huge. Like there are such huge expectations placed on people to fit in and you need to wear this brand to be cool and you need to have this iPhone to be cool and you need to have all the accessories and whatever. And when we strip it all down, each one of us is enough. And those of those that don't accept us, well, we have a world filled with what over 8 billion people that we can choose to surround ourselves with. And I will never forget that from my gran. Unfortunately, she did pass away, but that lesson will always remain with me. And I will know that I will always be enough. Whatever I'm doing, I know that I'm enough. And that's mega. So whatever you're going through, whatever hardships you're facing, just know that as a human being and as your unique self, you are enough. And that's it. There's no question to that. In high school, the next lesson I learned was an extremely frustrating one, but one that I still practice today and still plays such a huge role in my ability to kind of do my own thing and figure things out for myself and, and whatever. And that lesson comes from not having very many friends in school, kind of struggling with the idea of figuring out who I am, what I want to do after school, and balancing hormones in early high school with kind of frustration that I had to do school because I didn't like learning at that stage, or I didn't like being told what to learn. Um, and the lesson that I learned through all of that was I had to very quickly learn to be okay by myself. I had to figure out how to rely on myself, trust myself, 
because for a lot of the time there was no one that I felt, obviously this is my perception. There was no one that I felt that I could rely on. Obviously you don't want to be relying on your parents forever. You want friends, but you're not able to make friends. So how do you do it? Well, for me, that was looking within being okay with, I don't know, being a little weird or being okay with the guy that wasn't getting as good results in school, but having a brother who was always the top of his grade, things like that, where labels get thrown on you and you get forced into these identities that just aren't true. And learning to be okay by myself was a massive relief in that. And that's a lesson that I still practice today. And sometimes to Vix's frustration, because I'm okay being alone. I'm okay with going on a couple hour cycle and not having to interact with another human being. I'm okay with just sitting in bed and reading my book and being in my own thoughts for a day. Um, and Vix and I had to learn how to manage that. Obviously in a marriage, it's a team. You can't just be by yourself, but in high school, that was it. I didn't really have a solid friendship group. I bounced around between friends. I bounced around between kind of sports teams. And like I mentioned before, was always more inclined to the solo sports where I could just rely on myself. And in all of this, in figuring these things out, I became quite a nasty young teenager, especially to my mom. And to her credit, even through those kind of dark days, I want to say, of slamming doors and being hormonal and just outright disrespectful, she told me and she taught me through her actions that it's okay to be by yourself. People are going to come and go. That's true of life, whatever life stage you're in. There are always going to be people coming and going, people who might masquerade as friends or whatever, who eventually might hurt you or vice versa. Um, learn to be okay by yourself. Learn to look within for your joy and your happiness and your motivation and learn to rely on yourself because when everything's stripped away, the last person remaining is you to pick yourself up, to dust yourself off and to keep moving forward. And while that was a very frustrating lesson, I'm so grateful I learned it because it applies so well in adult life. And that taught me standards that taught me who I should be surrounding myself with from being okay by myself and setting the example for myself. I learned very quickly to hold people that I want to surround myself to that same standard. And that would hopefully hold me accountable too. And when you do that, you realize who you want on your team and who you can rely on. And at the same time, who can rely on you. That's super important. Speaking of standards, finishing up with high school, I knew that I had to figure this life thing out. And one of those things included going to a, a career guidance counselor. Um, and I'll keep my opinions of that to myself. But basically, I was told that I'd be a great fit to study law. Obviously, I wanted to be an engineer or a vet, but my grades just weren't nearly good enough. And this particular career guidance counselor um, after all the testing and whatever realized or figured out that I'd be a good fit for law. So I applied for a BCom law, never expecting to get in, especially at UJ, which was a great place to study law at the time. And surprisingly, I got accepted. And I say surprisingly, because for a law degree, you need a pretty reasonable English mark 
or at least at that time you did. And <laughs> when I say I scraped through with English, I think my final mark for matric was like a 52, which is 2% over the, the bachelor's pass, which is atrocious. Like that's embarrassing. But anyway, that's a story for another day. And so I got accepted into law and going from a private school environment where you have 20, 24 to 26 in a class and everything's very personal and you're taken care of by the teachers to a university lecture or subject where you have over 300 kids in a class, each with their own idea of becoming the next great lawyer or whatever the case might be. And the next lesson I had to learn was a very lonely one because while I was okay with being by myself, when it's forced upon you like that, it sucks and it hurts. And you need to kind of navigate that really quickly and try to figure out who you fit in with. And, and one of the ways I learned to do that was simply by observing. I remember so well in O week, in orientation week, where all of us, like, sheesh, hundreds of students, all first years are sitting in this, this hall and every like maybe one in 20 or one in a hundred, no, maybe not that much, one in 50 kids, you kind of see this quiet confidence about them and they seem like they know what they're doing. And later you realize that that's because they're not first years. And in fact, it's their second or third degree. And I learned to be attracted to those people, like those people that kind of had this air about them that they knew kind of what was going on. I was like, man, I need to get in there because these guys are going to help me succeed. And that's what I did. I was fortunate enough to have a little group of about five or six where they could help me and I could help them. And it was just a good fit. It was a team of us who shared the same kind of vision of being this, this epic lawyer and making a difference in the world and helping people. And, and while I may have not finished my degree, I'm so grateful for, for those two and a half, three years that I did spend in university with those people, helping me almost learn to observe and learning to sit back and not necessarily being the loudest guy in the room, but being able to analyze and based on people's behavior, being able to figure out very quickly whether I'd be a good fit with them and they'd be a good fit with me and we'd be able to work as a team, but also who I should stay clear from. and. While that's not a flawless um, practice, there's always going to be little fumbles along the way. Each time you learn and each time you learn how to better observe and maybe I should wait a little bit longer with this or like this person seems great, but are they just putting up a front and kind of trying to take advantage or whatever the case? And that skill has helped me in friendships, in my relationship with Vex, in business in choosing clients and kind of not choosing clients. And that's something that I'm so grateful for going to, to university for while the rest of it may have not have been the best experience. That's something that will never be able to be taken away from me and that I'll never forget. And putting that into, into real life, how much better would the decisions we make be if we could just stop ourselves for a second, sit back and just observe a little bit before we dive headfirst into this great business idea that we have or 
chat to the first person and accept money from investors or dive right into relationships or whatever the case might be, taking the time to sit back, observe first, and then act based on the information that you've gathered. Um, that's super important in my life. And especially in my relationship with Vix and being married to her, I've had to learn to stop myself from being impulsive by observing, by reading the room, by seeing how if I respond a certain way to her during a certain time, I'm either going to get a favorable response or it's going to make things so much worse. And that's why observing and taking the time and being still and waiting is super important in our relationships and in communication. And being married to Vix and kind of our whole relationship together going back to 2016 has been an awesome time of learning, an awesome time of growth. And we met, or we didn't meet, we met a long time ago at, at our old church and we kind of grew up together, but we really bonded over fitness and at that specific time, CrossFit. And now I was busy um, completing my personal training kind of diploma course and Vix was busy finishing up school and also figuring out what she wanted to do. And we really bonded over, uh, over fitness and we had like the shared desire to be better and to keep growing and to just dominate whatever, whatever we were doing. And that comes down to, or brings me to my next point where it is super, super critical to be able to surround yourself, especially as an introvert, to be surrounded by a team, a team that'll back you, a team that'll push you, a team that'll help you grow but that you can also help grow. And I use the word team because it requires teamwork, but your team can be one other person. Vix and I, we're a team and we'll always be a team and we'll always have each other's back. We'll always support each other. We'll hold each other back when needed, like in terms of restraint. We'll push each other when the other needs a shove. Um, and yeah, we're just complimentary. Like Vix, for example, has absolutely no problem with the external communication, with holding the conversation, with keeping the ball rolling, with being the one who is interacting in social situations. And I'm so grateful for that because for myself, I'd much rather sit there and listen and take it all in and run over what I'm going to say a thousand times in my head before I even say it. Not from a point of insecurity, but because I'd prefer having that conversation in my head before actually externalizing it. Um, so yeah, the point of that is to, to partner up with someone complimentary. Vix has saved me in countless social situations, and I'm super grateful for that because that's not who I am. Yes, I will talk, and yes, I will communicate and be bubbly when the, when the mood kind of arises, but... For me, first prize would always just be sitting quietly, listening, taking it all in and analyzing everything over and over in my head. So yeah, those are, those are the lessons that kind of I've learned in my life and that I think are super valuable and, and wanted to share with you all. And to wrap it up, here is your episode cheat sheet of the lessons that I think are super valuable that if you remember anything from this episode, just take away this this cheat sheet so lesson number one you are enough as you are do not try to change or mold yourself to fit in with a friendship group or a partner or a person if you can't be accepted as you are in your current group 
then that's not the right fit for you. Lesson number two, learn to be okay by yourself. Start spending time by yourself, talking to yourself, being in your own thoughts, and being comfortable being alone in the quiet. Lesson number three, learn to observe. The amount that you can learn just by observing before rushing into a situation is insane. And yes, it takes time to get right. And yes, you will fail and fumble along the way, but that's okay because you're gonna learn. Lesson number four, surround yourself with complimentary people. Like I mentioned, Vex has saved me in countless social situations. And I've also been able to teach her restraint. So our personalities complement each other super well. And that's very important. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for listening. Um, if you did enjoy, share it with someone. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And let's just keep figuring it out.